And you tell me. <laughs> Live from VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. Are we live now? Excellent, excellent. All right, good morning and happy Monday. Welcome to JP, Kathy, and the crew. Super excited you have joined us today. Just me today. Um, JP needs some prayers. Courtney w ended up in the ER last night with, uh, couldn't even straighten up. Her back was so messed up. So we are just um, very, 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 very happy that she's okay right now as far as we know or at least out of the hospital so um uh if you'll send some prayers her way uh I'm gonna talk a little bit about the border today um um you know like on the on your phone or on your tablet or on your pc you know that kind of thing um um, also, uh, yeah, we've got Dr. Norm Clothier, who's about to start up, about to turn the show over to him, um, talking summer safety. And speaking of safety, after Dr. Clothier, I've got a big old get-on-my-soapbox rant about something I saw this morning that has to do with kids and school buses and safety and OMG. Anyways, one of the stories I was going to do, I was like, oh, I'm tossing that story for a current event that happened this morning. So, um, Dr. Clothier, how are you? I can't hear him. Can he hear us? I, I think he can probably hear us. I can't hear him. Hold on just a second, Dr. Clothier. I think we're having an issue with the output, so give us just a second. as we plug in other things. Dr. Clothier, can you okay, talk? So oh, yay, best now I can hear you. information I've ever come up with, okay. and I hope you appreciate Did that. You, okay, see, I love Dr. Clothier's sense of humor because, of right. course, he's like, and that is the smartest thing, and that is the secret of the world that's, and that's hell. That's the key. I so, tell you, if you only know that, day. you're going to be hung. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Dr. Clothier, good morning, and I hope you had a great weekend. Hope you didn't get washed away. Boy, talk about, uh, talk about safety. Yeah. That was crazy yesterday. <laughs> it was. I even, uh, yeah, I got kind of wet. We had, of all the great things in the world, you know, coming out of church, we had a dead battery for no clear reason, nothing left on. But oh, We've no. had a little electrical trouble in the vehicle, and you know, it's extra fun to jump a vehicle when you're, you know, really having to hang on to it to not slide down the slope of the, to the drain. So <laughs> yeah. um, it was, but we had a couple of guys help us out and they did a good job and we, we eventually made it out of there, but we should have taken a boat to church, just didn't realize it. Yeah, it was, it was insane. You know, we, um, my son had um, um, yesterday afternoon and into the evening had, the end of season school of rock um, concerts up at um, Tups in McKinney. Um, you know, there were some kids who didn't get there until closer to showtime. You know, usually they have them there way in advance because they were hunkered down, especially in the Richardson area. And I know my mom was in her closet because the sirens went off. Um, it was really scary. We had um, some other family that were trying to get from downtown Plano, like the Avenue K ish area, um, 15th in that area. Um, uh, 
police were out there stopping traffic because there was so much rain that cars had stalled out on the street and they were having to divert traffic. So, um, yeah, just just a mess. And it looks like lots of rain in the forecast um, this weekend or this week. So just be safe be smart when you're out on the road i mean speaking of safety that's that's one of those things um when these rain shower rain uh, downpours or showers come along lots of safety issues with those but i um, you're going to be talking summer safety because i can't believe yeah. summer is i mean the school year is almost up you know it's like it's may already and uh <laughs> yeah it, it it really is kind of incredible and um so one of the things I'm going to do is I'm not even going to mention COVID-19 this morning. Not going to bring it up because <laughs> okay, that's that's so that's newsworthy. <laughs> yeah, I think you know after 14 months of nothing but COVID-19, I just not even going to mention it. So <sighs> I think that'd be uh, a great break. So uh, we do though have summer coming. You're right. So that brings up a number of health issues, and I thought it'd be valuable to just explore a few of those. And remind people that as you have a little bit of a normal life, hopefully being able to get out and around a little bit, uh, I think there are some factors we maybe have sort of put on the back shelf for a while. Right. And we need to remind people of. And that is when you go outside and you're joyous to be out there, and especially after, you know, this week of rain and, you know, it looks like it'd be rain all week. So once you get outside in the classic beginning of summer, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend you're going to accidentally overdo it in the sun. And exactly. I think we need to remind people that it's extremely valuable to wear sunscreen, wear protection, wear something over your head that covers ears, uh, you know, like a hat is what that's called. And then, you know, if you need light long sleeves or uh, light long pants, that's kind of wise too. But especially if you've been inside with the pandemic for ages and you go outside you're going to be a little surprised by how quickly you can sunburn and i mean that for all skin tones too you know it it's important to protect your skin absolutely and not burn dry blister you know one blistering sunburn in childhood doubles the lifetime risk of skin cancer absolutely and so you want to protect your children too and just be be aware of how intense the sun is here because i think Honestly, a lot of people have probably sort of forgotten or they're they're just so ready to go out and, you know, enjoy the outdoors or have a trip, have a vacation and be careful because um, the, you know, risk of skin cancer is a very real one. And you don't want to get a bad skin cancer. You don't want to get any if you can help it. And you really don't want to fry a blister and, and prematurely age your skin either. You know, it's just, yes. um, it's just not a good idea. So yep. do be careful of that. I do want to mention there's a side, uh, kind of a, an issue uh, that came up over the last three or four weeks is that the very common medicine, hydrochlorothiazide, that often is used for blood pressure and for swelling, uh, is it's a diuretic. And it's been associated in a new observational study with an increased risk in skin cancer. And it's unclear so far whether there's anything causative or that if it's just say, a lot of people treated with hctz is what we classically call it hydrochlorothiazide and so uh i would just encourage if you're on it the first thing to do is just be sure to protect yourself in the sun you know sunscreen cover right and the you know and then you may want to discuss with your doctor whether you need change i 
honestly, I think in the long run, it's not going to be proven to be a cause of skin cancer. I think it's just going to be an observation that so many people are on it that for years and then they develop a skin cancer because of other exposures. But right. anyway, something to be aware of out there. So the next thing is to cover is what to do about insects and arthropods because, you know, we're uh, with all this rain, we're going to have mosquitoes like crazy. And uh, they there's nothing worse than a crazy mosquito, I think, in terms of risk. So when you go outside, you should do something for protection from insects. And, you know, we've discussed this each year, I think, and uh, it's worth the reminder, but a dryer sheet like a fabric softening dryer yes. sheet like Bounce is a kind of classic brand that is in your pocket actually can repel mosquitoes because they like the smell of your carbon dioxide. There's something about that dryer sheet that alters that to where they, you're not going to be as tasty as the next person. And so uh, that may be very worthwhile. And another thing you can do, a lot of people don't like the idea of spraying an insect repellent on themselves, but you can spray it onto your clothes, like around your socks, for instance, that keep right. triggers from coming up your leg as well. And in fact, chiggers are going to be unbelievable too, I think, because they like wetness. They like moist grass, especially, and long grass. And everybody's grass going to grow this week while it's wet. So you walk out there in shorts, you're going to have chiggers get right. all over you. So right. You can spray your socks. You can spray like the back of your shirt or, you know, top of a sleeve or something and and repel a whole lot of those. But around your ankles is especially valuable in terms of the chiggers and, and um, you know, many other insects. So those, uh, I think, need to be respected because they do carry some risk to you in terms of bites that drive you nuts and you can scratch, get infected. Mosquitoes, you know, we've kind of quit talking as a society about West Nile virus and St. Louis encephalitis. Those are real infections. Absolutely. They're still out there. They're not airborne. They are mosquito-borne, so even if you've been wearing a mask and we have less infection in general, you can still be bitten by a mosquito and get a disease. So do what you can to prevent those. As you go hike under trees, you need to be careful of ticks and, you know, similar things. You need a barrier protection. You need a hat. You need, you know, to inspect after you've walked through a wooded area, make sure you don't have ticks on you. And usually if you can, if you get a tick, if you can remove it, within a few, the first few hours, you really prevent infection. So I think, I think that's a worthwhile thing to do too. And, uh, you know, just pay attention to those things that are out there. And, and the other big one, of course, would then be snakes. And snakes like uh, to be out and around, you know, they're going to be gathering up uh, food and uh, they're going to be a little restless because they maybe haven't been out and around with the rain as we get through that too. And uh, so it's always worthwhile if you're out walking, doing yard work, make some noise, make some vibration. If you're going to reach into a flower bed, let's say you, you know, see a baseball there that your son threw last year and it fell into the flower bed and you forgot and, or never found it. Now you see it. Don't just reach in there. Uh, have a glove, have boots on with yard work and use a stick or a tool to just literally kind of disturb the area. If there's a snake, or maybe even more likely right now, if there's a little snake nest where the eggs have just hatched, mm -hmm. then you can, um, you know, basically talk them into getting away from you because they really don't want to hang out with you. They want to scurry away. 
but you don't want to shock them by just reaching in and disturbing them. So no, that's and, where bites come from. And, and you know, you you're talking about snakes. Um, we had. Um, Oh gosh, a while back, uh, it, actually, this was at my this was at my old house, um, it, and it was so funny. It's one of those things you go if somebody tells you something, go with your gut instinct, listen to what Doctor Clothier is saying, and just be proactive, even if you haven't heard of an issue with snakes. But we had um, like a couple of months before you know it was time to start doing yard work or, again. There had been a snake that was working its way from one house in the neighborhood, and this is when we lived on a cul-de-sac, to another house, to another house, and everybody was kind of watching it for a few hours until animal control came out. And then another neighbor was like, oh, what are y'all doing? And, we're, and they're like, oh, well, we had an issue with snakes when we did some um, yard work um, last week. And so something told me, how, tell the guys who were doing our yard for the first big cleanup, you know, that you do, you know, in the spring, um, tell them that there has there's a possibility there were some snakes they found like seven snakes now some of those were just little baby snakes in various places under big patches of leaves and stuff right up next to our house that's kind of scary because I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, if we would have let, you know, our dog go in there or if a kid would have gone in there to get a ball or if our um, the guys who are doing our yard, if they had gone in there and not known, hey, we need to have gloves on. We need to go ahead and stick stick a rake in there and stuff. So that's 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 pretty scary stuff. So I think that's some good advice. Yeah, you were breaking up quite bad. I think you went underwater again because of the rain. But I heard you say, I heard you say you're putting me in your will. Oh, yeah, that's it, Dr. Clothier. We have evidence. And you're welcome. But that's about all I heard, unfortunately. So. I was agreeing with you. I I I was agreeing with you on the issue with the snakes. Yeah. Oh, the snake. Okay. Maybe I missed her. Sorry about that. But the, um, but it did break up quite a bit. So hopefully uh, other people could hear that well. <laughs> but another thing, just keep in mind with now that people will consider travel again, is to pay attention to medicines. Make sure when you go on the trip, take enough medicine. You know, if you're on yes. blood pressure medicine, thyroid, uh, you know, diabetes medicine, make sure you take enough. You know, we frequently get calls from people that have ended up in, you know, some other city. Maybe they're in destin or something and they say oh you know i forgot my medicine i called in down here and you know it's just a it's a hassle for the person without the medicine it's a danger if they opt to not go with you know to just skip it and and skip the medicine for the week or whatever and if you're flying and or traveling especially overseas and potentially going through customs or going through customs because that you do need your medicine to be in its original bottle most of the time, they're not going to harass you if you, you know, have a normal medicine like for blood pressure. But if it's a controlled substance, it could be uh, confiscated. You could be, you know, theoretically kind of somewhat harassed for having a controlled substance that may or may not be yours. And uh, that can be a legal issue. It can be a delay issue. And if you, like some people, are sorry, have been in the habit of putting several pills into one bottle, even yes, if you know what I they am. are, the border control person may not. So, you know, point. you need to be careful about get through customs in a way that's logical and orderly. And just be really careful of that because I think a lot of people kind of make a mistake there where they just don't realize 
that, uh, you know, you may have a full understanding of your medicine and certainly aware of it and used to it, but that doesn't mean that you don't look suspicious when you're going through the border of another country. So, yeah, that's a good you know, point. you want to be really careful about that. That's a good point. And in that way, you can make sure that you actually have your supply too, because I think it's, um, it's easier to forget how many pills you have if you have them all kind of thrown into one thing. Now, if you have a pill pack that's, uh, you know, like a box of the pills, that's actually usually okay. With the exception, though, you still need any controlled substance to be in a uh, labeled bottle that is legally yours, that it is your prescription. Right, right. So do be careful of that. Right. And it's always good to take a day or two of medicine if you're flying, and naturally, if you're going overseas, I would think that'd be true. But if you're flying, you want to make sure you have a supply of medicine with you in case your luggage gets lost. And it's probably best to just have that. Absolutely. You, anyway you know, that, because, you that know, is really good advice. Um, you know, I know so many people put, you know, you, you put your medication, like medication, you know, in like a shaving kit bag or a, you know, a toiletry bag or, you know, your makeup bag, um, stick it in your purse, heck, put it in your pocket if you're a man and you're not carrying anything on the plane. That That is really good advice. And, you know, I'm one of those people who if I now if I'm driving and I'm doing a weekend trip, I'll take a couple of each of my blood pressure pills. I actually always carry an extra one of each of my blood pressure pills anyways, but I just have them in, you know, I have them in with some ibuprofen, with some Benadryl, um, with a prednisone in case I get into a situation where I have an extreme allergic reaction. And on a plane, that's not going to fly. It's going to look like, hey, look at who's this lady. She's got a potpourri of drugs, you know? Yeah, I think, um, you know, you just want things to be organized and, yep. and minimize you know, you can minimize your stress by having a plan. And Absolutely. that's just the bottom line to it. And, you know, I think that really helps. It also, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world just from the view of a doctor. If you get a call from out of state, out of the country, whatever, it's not just simple, just call up and do a prescription. You know, most of us who are doctors in Texas are licensed in Texas. And that doesn't mean that we're licensed in every state because, you know, you know, you're not. And so there are state lines and country lines that make a difference. And the pharmacists there may or may not fill the prescription because they may or may not believe it's real. And, you know, it, it's just different. And uh, you don't necessarily want to, you know, have to get somebody on the phone for a half hour to fill your blood pressure medicine uh, because, you know, it, it takes away from other patients too, frankly, you know, it, if we we're sitting here doing nothing but refills, that's a little different. That's not usually the case. And so I think it's good to have a plan all around and then make sure you have up-to-date immunizations. You know, the whole, uh, COVID vaccine thing is a different discussion because at this point, nobody knows if that'll be actually required for travel or not you know, sort of a COVID passport type deal. It's nice when people say there won't be one in a year, there could be one. Um, you know, we don't know. But yes. if you want to make sure, you should make sure you're up to date, say on hepatitis A vaccine, if you're going overseas where there's a risk uh, there, always check state department websites and um, CDC, World Health Organization has up to date information on infection like malaria and dengue fever and all the things you know that are real world infections that are right. not COVID and therefore they haven't been talked about as much so 
just make sure you're not going into an area with a big outbreak of something different. And, uh, you know, you don't want to go there and get infected if you could be immunized against that. Typhoid is, you know, another classic example. And uh, certainly be wise about all those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you are driving, I want to mention, you know, too, safety wise, if you're driving somewhere, make sure you have enough time to stop and get out of the car periodically. You, yeah, it's a very real thing to get highway hypnosis from driving too far and getting sleepy. You need to take a break every hour or two. And if that's even just walking around the vehicle a couple of times or something, or, you know, quick restroom break or get a little snack. Dr. Clothier, highway, I, I, I assume I know what you're talking about with like highway hypnosis. I've never heard that exact term. Like describe that because a lot of times, like I'll, I'll sit here and I'll, you know, especially I, I do, you know, and have over the years made the Dallas to Austin run, run down 35 a bajillion times. Um, and there's sometimes I don't stop at all. So what are you referring to? Um, and why is that important? Yeah, it, it basically is a syndrome where when you've been, especially if you're on a road, you've driven a lot. And so, you know, you're super familiar with that. I think most people have had the experience where they're kind of driving along and suddenly realize they're either further along than they thought. Or oh, they missed an exit yes. Or, you yep. know, and, and to <laughs> yeah. a degree, if you're, if you're just zoned in on the road and driving that's you know what you should be but if you do that for too long you tend to get that syndrome of highway hypnosis where you just kind of are in sort of a weird zone where you maybe aren't as alert as you believe and you could doze off you could you know just um have your mind kind of float away with you know other thoughts and pretty soon you can really be in you know trouble with that driving wise so it's best to take a break periodically keep yourself alert and that's really important, too, from the standpoint of blood clot risk. When you sit too long, like in a car, you can run the risk of a blood clot. Same with a long plane flight. So you need to get up and around every hour or two, even if you think you're really healthy. And I'll tell you, we've seen more blood clots in the era of COVID because there's something about COVID that seems to increase the risk for people who've had prior infections. Right, I'm right. not talking about humanization right now, right, but about right. prior infections. And so you need to get out and walk around. You know, again, even a few steps makes a difference. It contracts the muscles. It gets you away from the Move. seat that is yeah. a barrier to your vein, and you can be yep. safer. Yeah, I, th- so I, th- I think do. I think Doctor Clothier, and correct me if I'm wrong, but and I and I've heard this. Um, you know, from from several friends who are in the medical field, like yourself, that um, because people, especially if you're working from home, um, you know, it, it's one of those situations where I just don't think during COVID and during the pandemic, we're moving as much, you know, we're, we're binge watching TV. So you're sitting there watching a show for two and three hours at a time when normally you would have maybe gone to the rest, you know, gone to a restaurant, you know, maybe gone out to a movie or, you know, actually just gotten out, gone, hung out with friends and you're up and moving. But when you're just sitting there over and over and over, there is that risk. Absolutely. So you need to be aware of that, careful about it, do the minimal things to prevent it. It's very easy to just pull to the side, you know, make a stop every hour or two. Just be smart. You know, right. that's the bottom line. Don't drive if you're exhausted. Don't tell yourself, oh, surely I'll make it again this time. You know, if right. you are exhausted, take take a moment to rest, take a, a walk to wake up. Yep. That'd be a real key. 
Yeah, good, and good do point. be safe this summer because it's coming. And be aware of the heat. You know, we've had a pretty moderate winter. We even had that nice uh, blizzard for several days that we we're all snowed in. It's crazy, and yeah. I think we've got to acclimate to the heat, too. So for those of you who exercise every day like you should, which surely is all of our listening audience. Uh, Everybody's agreeing with you. It's going to get more <laughs> hot and humid soon. Right. Well, yeah, and it has been unseasonably cooler, but I think, and that's another thing, and and we definitely want to cover um, something that you cover every summer, and I think it's so important, and that's heat strokes, how to know if you're having one, how to make sure you're hydrated ahead of time, um, even, and, and, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, using sunscreen and things of that nature, you know, even when it's cloudy outside, I had a girlfriend who was pole greeting during the election cycle. She had a ball cap on, um, you know, thought she was good to go. Oh, had her mask on because she was physically talking to people and distributing paperwork. Um, and But everywhere, her ears got severely sunburned. Um, like this part of her face that, you know, where there was a reflective area, even though she had a ball cap on. Because she said it was, she goes, it was cloudy. I didn't think I needed sunscreen. You know? Yeah, I think April and May are always risky times because you don't think you're going to get sunburned. You know, you right. think about it when you're at the beach or if you're, if it's June, July, August, but you don't think about it in April and May. And, and I think, you know, you just have to be proactive about that and realize Absolutely. that you get sunburn in your car if you're driving in the sun. You can get a sunburn there. So, you know, make use of proper sunscreen, proper barrier protection. So true. So true. Well, great advice as always, Dr. Clothier. We really appreciate you. How can people get in touch with you if they're looking for a, a new family physician or if they've just moved here? Um, how, and I know several members of the crew, they are already your patients. But um, how, yes. how can people get in touch with I'm you? Thankful. Yeah, we're at 214-575-3422. 214-575-3422 or fhcatx.com. And before Excellent. you pick on me for a complicated website, we know <laughs> it's FHCA, which is Family Health Care Associates. There you go. Uh, TX is like a symbol for Texas and then .com is it is what Al Gore came up with on that. So <laughs> he, he invented that all those years ago. <laughs> .com. Yeah, so we're we're available family health care associates we have 11 locations we have a lot of great physicians they'd be happy to see you i love it and you've you've uh, motivated michelle she's actually on vacation at the beach right now and she said okay okay i'll wear spf4 today <laughs> so well, at least progress. she's covered herself it's progress with her <laughs> so you've, you've motivated somebody from the crew <laughs> all Good right idea. well have a Good blessed idea. week well, thanks so much and uh yeah, when you wash away, leave an indicator of where you are so we can yes. back out of Amen. <laughs> Thanks so much, Very Dr. Glather. Have a great All one. Right. Goodbye. All right. Um, before before I get started on my rant, um, wanted to give a shout out. You know, we've got uh, Kilroy's conversation with Chuck Wright and Andrew White um, that comes on every Saturday. If you didn't get a chance to catch their show um, Saturday, a great show. Um, you can go back to um, any our YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Periscope. I'll, I'll I'll leave all that up to 
Charles Gurra to explain to you, but you can find um, the show. I, I actually even shared it to my my personal Facebook page on Kathy Partridge Ward. It was Armed Forces Day, and they just had a great show. They talked about a lot of the things that um, Chuck Wright has been in charge of with the veterans community, and God bless him. He outdid himself with the um, North Texas Gold Star Memorial um, dedication ceremony last Thursday. Um, just amazing. And then I was so honored to be part of helping out with the um, – Arlie Ermy Memorial um, Classic, the golf tournament, and Fred Nort, he was there, and thank you, Fred, so much. I know they appreciate that you were a sponsor, a whole sponsor, and um, so we got to hang out with Fred and uh, smoke cigars and all kinds of good stuff. It was a great time, um, even if you don't play golf, which I don't play golf, um, but I love golf tournaments, and um, this is supporting the homeless veterans, and we're going to be talking more. JP and I are in the coming months leading up to Veterans Day about the Dallas um, a Veterans Homeless Coalition that is um, doing really good work with people who truly are in need, and especially during this pandemic. So we're going to be asking the crew for help um, help with, with this particular organization. But I got, and I love this, it is, um, and, and the exact title of the Homeless Veterans Shelter is Homeless Veterans Services of Dallas, so HVSD, and I've got that tagged on my page as well. Um, this is a challenge coin. I was so excited. So Chuck gave me this challenge coin um, after the tournament, and I just love it. That is so cool. Um, any of y'all who I know, all the crew, y'all are all into um, supporting the military. Many of you are military or veterans. Um, and so a challenge coin is just a really neat thing, and I just, I, I'm just so thrilled to have this. And so I was so honored to have led the Pledge of Allegiance um, out at the golf tournament and um, – uh, what a great time, huge success, so kudos, uh, bravo to our friend Chuck Wright, who had back-to-back events for people in the veterans community. He has a heart for veterans. He is a veteran himself. Um, just bravo, my friend, phenomenal job. Uh, we're, we're super, super proud of you. Um, just just good stuff. And and again, we had a great time uh, with Fred. Uh, it was it, we, it was just so fun. They had this cool, it was so great. I just, and I love this idea. Um, it's, uh, they had a hand-rolled cigar station. And so, um, you could get, and they, by far the best cigar I've smoked, um, and over the years at political events, I've smoked many, um, just wonderful, just, and anyways, just, just had a great time, such good, 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 good stuff, so, yeah, the coin really is cool, Fred, I just, just loved it, um, so, so good stuff, um, oh, yes, oh, Thank you so much, Fred, for mentioning Woody Williams. I'm so glad you said that. Um, yeah, Fred, uh, along with myself uh, and a number of us, we were able to meet Woody Williams, who, uh, he's amazing. I mean, Fred, could you, I, I, like, I would have never believed he's 97, but he is the last surviving World War II Medal of Honor recipient. So to be able to meet Woody Williams, um, and shake his hand. And, of course, he opened up the, the event um, with a prayer. What an amazing individual. And that, yeah, I, I'm right with you there, Fred. No offense, Fred. Yeah, I, I, you were fun to hang out with. It was way cool, though, to meet Woody Williams. And um, just what an amazing individual. He'll be 98 in October. And, again, he is just as upbeat, positive, travels all around helping out um, different causes and organizations for veterans like this. And it's just 
just good stuff. Just really good stuff. Um, okay, so we're going to go from something phenomenal, great stuff, to, and, and I'm going to get to um, Czar Harris and the border here in a second because there there may be an issue that um, that a, fr- a friend of mine, and I'll explain how I know this person, has uncovered. Um, we're going to be talking with Senator Paxton's office and um, the Attorney General's office there may be a real, real issue when it comes to the border that has impacted people in need here in America more than we're aware of. Um, so anyways, I'm going to talk about that in a second, but I, I have to get, this is one of those, this is one of those times where you're like, I'm so glad that, that we have a show where I can actually get on my soapbox and rant. Um, I, I'm, I'm noticing, and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm getting old. I feel like I'm one of those people, like, Ah, kids, get off my my yard. You know, the music's too loud. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. But there are certain rules of the road that have been around for a really long time, and they've been around for a really long time for a reason. Something that um, when I was um, doing, you know, the parent self-taught driving with both of my kids, <clears throat> they had to log their hours with me in the car driving. One of the things, you know, I was really big on telling them, okay, you notice an ambulance has gone by. Notice that we've pulled over to the far right. We have stopped. So have a number of other people. But you still have people driving. And you hear the ambulance or the fire truck beeping and having to maybe switch lanes to get around somebody who's still driving. That's one of those, oh, nails on a chalkboard thing. I'm like, you know what? If there's an emergency vehicle... Every second counts. That's somebody's home burning down. That's somebody, you know, possibly, you know, surviving or dying from a heart attack, depending on you being a, you know, a Yahoo on the road. I don't even know. The, the word I want to use, I, I won't say on the air. If JP were here, he would say it, but, but I won't. I'll be a lady. But, okay, so there's another thing. When you're on the road um, and you see a school bus, and in particular, especially if it's a special needs school bus, which you can tell because they've got different kinds of emergency equipment. They, they are, it indicates that there are people in that, that bus that a lot of them are in wheelchairs and things of that nature. So I'm driving, and I'm driving down. Okay, so I live um, in Plano, but it, I'm literally right kind of where, I mean, I'm a stone's throw from where it, Allen, McKinney, Frisco, and Plano all come together. So this morning, I'm driving down Independence and getting ready to go left onto 121, the service road of 121. And there is a, a, a an apartment complex um, over on the right-hand side where I drive. And, that's, and I know because a number of times in the morning, depending on what time I leave, I end up seeing that school bus. And so the school bus is there. It is stopped. And it is easy to tell that it is stopped. For one thing, all kinds of lights are flashing. There are kids getting on the bus. So that's another indicator. And then also... This is what, I I can't believe this person did this. Okay, so there are signs, you know, okay, so this, the bus is over here on the the far right-hand side of the street. Um, They have these two big stop signs that flip out, flip off, flip out, I guess, on the side of the bus that say stop 
And not only is it the big red stop sign, which anybody who's gone through driver's ed or taken a driver's test or gotten your driver's license, you know that's means stop. But around both of the stop signs that are flipped out on the side of the bus are blinking lights. So even if you're, you haven't even had your first cup of coffee, even if it, it's still a little dark, you can tell that means stop. So, um, you know, number of us were stopped in all three lanes, which, okay, you know, and, okay, do you, miss a, do you miss a green light? Yes, you do. You know, it, it, it does take several minutes sometimes for the kids to load or unload if it's at the end of the school day. So I so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I'm like, what what's happening? And this tool, I'll just say that, um, this blank, fill in the blank, goes over so all three lanes of traffic, this this person, I couldn't tell if it was a guy or a girl, goes into a left hand turn lane to pull out and go wide in front of all of us who were stopped for this school bus that was still loading kids and then speed on past. Does that make anybody else crazy? Okay, y'all are young. Okay, I'm looking at Bree and Nathaniel who work with us here at VentureX. Y'all are young. Do y'all know about if a school bus is stopped? What do you do? Uh, (laughs) Bree's like, you stop. Um... Okay, so that's not like, oh, it's a generational thing. You don't know. If you see flashing stop signs and you see children getting onto a bus or off of a bus, you know, unless that person had somebody bleeding out in their car, and they were by themselves, by the way, or I don't know. I don't know any reason why you would do that in a million years. Um, Anyway, so that, (laughs) I just, Marvin's like, idiot. Um, yeah, I just, I could not, I could not believe that. I just, I, I, I was so outraged that I had to call my husband just to, just to rage about it. I was like, can you believe somebody just did that? And he's, he's like, okay, I said, I'm going to talk about this on the air. I just, anyways, I, I just, I I wish word would get to this person. I was like, where is a police officer? I wanted to see that person get pulled over so badly it wasn't even funny. So, my goodness, just mind the rules of the road. And it's, you know what, if you're going to be late, if it's not some life-threatening emergency, there is no reason to endanger somebody else's life just so you can be a tool, idiot, whatever the case may be, and and take care of that. Um so anyway, so okay, I, I could literally go on about this forever, but but I won't. Um, oh yes, 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 Coach Quigley, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I'm gonna I'm I'm going to attend the Zoom meeting of that. I was hoping to go in person, but I'm I'm not going to be able to, so I'm I'm going to do the Zoom meeting. Um, uh, Coach David Humphrey, who um, oh, an amazing individual, um, uh, he was actually um, my daughter's teacher and then my, my son's teacher at um, Plano Academy High School. Um, he passed, I think some of you may may remember, we, we spoke of him um, last year, too, very young, younger than me. Um, just um, everybody's like, well, you're old, so it doesn't matter, everybody's younger than you. Well, anyways, too, way too young. Um, amazing individual who the kids loved. Just... Um, 
I remember when I told my son, I said, sweetie, I, I, I got to tell you this before you hear it from your friends, but Coach Humphrey passed. And he said, and I, his, his exact words were, no, Mom, no, Mom, I, I think you're confused. And I said, no, Coach Quickly is, is good friends with him and his family. And, and it, he really did. He said, there's, he said, there's no way. He said, there wasn't a teacher. He goes, there's not a teacher at my school more full of life than Coach Humphrey. So um, uh, just a heart, still a heartbreaking loss. And we still just, um, you know, want to pray for his family. But what's really cool is the um, students at Academy, there's a group of students who are dedicating, they've got, they've got a really nice fitness center at um, the Academy in Plano. And they are doing a plaque dedication today at 10 o'clock. I think, did you put the Zoom link in here, Coach, um, Coach Quigley? If not, if you can put the um, the Zoom link on here as well so people can see that. Um, they're limited on how many people can actually attend in person because of social distancing and things of that nature, but there is um, um, a memorial, yeah, naming the workout facility in the gym for um, in honor of Coach Humphrey, and I'm so glad they're doing it, and I love it that the the students there are leading leading the effort on that. So just, again, you know, prayers and love for Coach Humphrey's family and um, those students and um, and those staff who have had the honor of working with him, like Coach Quigley, um, who will miss him. So we um, we do appreciate that. And thank you so much for mentioning that. Um, <laughs> Marvin, oh, good morning, Lisa. Marvin said, Kathy, I'm twice your age. I would never know it. See, like, I, you know, I meet, like, it's so funny, and my dad's on the feed, and he's going to crack up. You know, I was always taught age is a state of mind, and I really I really do believe that. We joke on the air all the time about how old I am, but, you know, I'm like, you know, age is just it's something that you're grateful for. And so I look at folks, and nowadays I just really have a hard time telling people's ages unless they've got, you know, kids a certain age or they're like, oh, yeah, well, I've been, you know, teaching for 30 years or something. Unless you've got some kind of marker where you know how old somebody is, it's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of kind of hard to tell. Um, anyways, okay, so I want to real quick, um, let me pull up my story on, on Kamala Harris, and I want to try to talk a little bit about um, games during the pandemic, because I know I've got one that was my, go- that still is my go-to game, and um, also um, the top 10 most binged shows during the pandemic. Um, I want to see if anybody has any matchups, and one of them we've talked about, and I know y'all all watched it, even if you want to admit it. So Kamala Harris has gone 54 days without a news conference since being tapped for the border crisis control. And let me tell you, um, this crisis is worse than we can imagine. It is, um, at this point, it is a humanitarian crisis. And the fact that you've got somebody who was put in charge of this, who hasn't come down to the border, who is not even seeing what's going on, it just makes me crazy. So it says Sunday was the 54th consecutive day. The vice president, Kamala Harris, has neither visited the border region nor held a news conference regarding her role as President Biden's appointed manager of the federal response to this crisis. A United States Senator, uh, Ted Cruz, a vocal critic of Biden and Harris, chose Sunday to tweet out a video clip of a speech he made Thursday slamming the administration for its border policies. 
Enough is enough, Cruz wrote. Biden, Kamala, and Homeland Security Secretary need to stop pretending that there is no crisis on our southern border. And um, it, he is absolutely right. Besides the things that, you know, we, uh, the crew and JP and I have already talked about that are going on, just um, the, the unreal conditions these people are living in. I've got an issue, and I'm just going to touch on it today because I'm still finding out the details. But um, I've got um, some dear friends. And those of you who have been with J.P., Kathy, and the crew for a long time uh, know I, back in the 90s, I was a high school teacher at Plano East Senior High, a special education teacher. Um, and some, And I'm still good friends with a number of the special ed students and their families who I taught back then. Um, you know, so many of them are in their 40s now, um, a lot of them living in um, group homes for adults. And one of the issues that one of my former students that his brother has brought to my attention is the lack of funding and the fun- and there's always a lack of funding <clears throat> in that area, by the way. But Lately, you've got some significant issues since Biden has come into power and with some of his executive orders and with him saying, come on over, opening the border up and Kamala Harris not going down there and taking charge of this and, and, you know, making sure these things aren't happening. There is money and it, it all, because a lot of this money all comes out of the same pot. And again, we're, I'll, I'll know more about this because we're, we're, um, going to be meeting with some other folks and some elected officials about this particular issue and what can be done, especially in Texas. Um, So I've got a special needs, former special needs student of mine who is in jeopardy of the group home he's lived in for, oh, for years and years and years now. Um, He's in jeopardy of that group home shutting down because of funding. Here's what's happening. So the funding that our tax dollars are paying for. And and I accept that, yeah, you know what, there are certain things that you know you're helping out somebody who can't help themselves. If you are a special needs adult who needs supervision, who needs to live in a place like a group home, you're unable to go out and live on your own. Now, the student I'm talking about works, has worked even sometimes two jobs. Um, Now, that's been tricky during the pandemic, but that's we're getting that that issue worked back out so he can get back out into the workforce. But these are people who will never be able to live on their own or make enough money to take care of themselves and live in a place by themselves. They've got to have some type of super supervision. Most of them, well, they don't drive. Um, they need help if they have medication they take. And there's somebody who works at that group home who takes care of those needs. Um, so these are people who I know some of my tax dollars goes towards helping out special needs adults who can't take care of themselves. And I'm fine with that. So guess what? That money pile is dwindling because of all of the illegal immigrants that are coming over and getting all of these services, services that I may not even be able to afford for myself because I'm like, oh, well, that's a $1,500 deductible for me to do that, even though I've got insurance and I work. Um... Wow. I don't know. Does that make anybody else crazy like it makes me crazy? I just, um, I think that's horrible. It's one of those things. There, there are certain people, you know, homeless veterans. There are people who are in need in our country 
who are here legally who are now losing out on funding in this particular situation, possibly losing a home, because at this point, the group home is really struggling, and it's not just them. It's multiple group homes around Texas are trying to figure out how do we keep our doors open and take care of our clients. And I'm like, so where are Biden and Harris on this? And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on politically. To me, this, I, a Republican, Democrat, I could care less when it comes to an issue like this. This is a human being issue. And if you are taking money away or you're turning a blind eye, or you're not putting something in place to protect the people who are in need, who are already legally in this country, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Uh, that's it. I would say this to a Republican. I would say this to an independent. I would say this to Green, Libertarian. I don't care who you are. But right now, Biden and Harris, this issue, and my goodness, it hasn't even been six months and you've already got group homes in Texas who potentially are going to have to shut down because of this. So stay tuned because I'll keep you updated on this. And we may be asking the crew to, you know, to help out, make some phone calls. Because I this is this should be, again, this should be unacceptable. Um, and I, I just don't understand why why the current administration is just turning a blind eye to it. I think, I think it's horrible. I think they should be ashamed of themselves. That's another rant. You're like, wow, Kathy, you're really in a good mood today. So, um, okay, top mobile games. Um, and this is, uh, was this the top? These, this, these are the most popular mobile games. And this is from 2020, the first, the first biggest part of the pandemic. Okay, and, and have y'all heard of any of these? Some of these I've heard of, have a, heard of them, but not all of them. One is PU, and actually, you know what, I'm going to send you... Shambrell, can I email you this so you can pull these games up as I go? Y'all bear with me just for a second because I think it the visual of these games um, helps. So hold on. Nope. Switch that. Okay, I'm going to send it to the JP, JP Kathy and the crew email, and you should have that momentarily, and we'll pull that up. But um, in the meantime, if you're on our feed, um, send a text to me and let me know, and then I'm going to tell y'all what my go-to game is has been during the pandemic and I definitely have had one and I know I've logged more hours playing this game during the pandemic probably than all the years previously that I had it and played it I I can tell you that for a fact without even seeing numbers so did that come through okay she's gonna put this perfect um, especially some of these games I don't haven't heard of because I'm not very good at them. <laughs> There's certain games that I look at, I'm like, oh, that's way too complicated for me. Of course, I'm still a Miss Pac-Man um, stand-up uh, arcade kind of game person. So the top one is PUBG Mobile. So this is the world's number one mobile game for 2020. It rose to the most popular mobile game app in over 100 countries. The PC version of PUBG launched and introduced a new concept of Battle Royale. So that kind of sounds like Fortnite to me. Where is that? Oh, See, okay, Call of Duty. Okay, which that's on, the original one of that is on here too, I think. Okay, so the area will shrink. So basically you're, you're, you've got um, players on an unknown island. Okay, so Shabrielle's shaking her head. She knows about this. And they fight to be on the top. Oh, to win. Okay, gotcha. It says the area will shrink gradually to draw the players close. So I guess that makes the battle more intense. And if you're 
good, you you win. If you're like me, well, you wouldn't even make it past the first round. So anyway, so that's one. That's number one. Call of Duty, the mobile version, because I know tons of you know, including my own son, are big on the Call of Duty and they play with their friends and everything um, on their gaming system. But this is the mobile app, and it's number two. Um, it said. I mean, it's got some insane number of downloads, but um, they said, yeah, they said the fun doesn't stop. This game was one of the most addictive mobile games in 2019, still is in 2020. You're nodding your head. I guess it's just ginormously popular. And it's one of those, like, I've... (sighs) I tried like once. I couldn't even get my guy to turn around. Like you know how like you have you know, your weapon and then on the PC or uh, on on the gaming system. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, except for somebody like me, I I kept just walk just walking into the wall, and I was like, I don't think this game's for me. And my son's like, it is not. Or I think my daughter I was playing with. They're like, no, not not for you, mom. Okay, now I love this, except even though I love this show, and this is just one of my all-time favorite shows, um, it, the, the game would be too hard for me, too. It's called Game of Thrones Beyond the Wall. So this is um, one of the most popular web series that broke many records, although with Okay, and I know it, they said a disappointing season eight ending. Um, people still love the show. Very true, very true. So um, anyway, so you can interact with this. This is um, Beyond the Wall is in partnership with HBO and GAEA. I guess is that some gaming system? Um, anyway, so this has been um, hugely popular and is number three. Now, I've never heard of this, and I've heard of Tom Clancy, and I know, you know, his books, and I've read some of his books. So this is a, another PC game. It's called Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Um, huh. So there, so there's that. I'm like, I, who knew that his book became a, a game? Now, this I know because my, my son and his friends are big time still into this. Uh, Minecraft, and this is the pocket edition, you know, um, and it, it still fascinates me. That game has just been, yeah, ginormously popular. And it's all, everything's like square and kind of looks old school. But I know kid, the kids love it. Then there is, and I loved, loved, loved this series, Stranger Things, the game. And this kind of reminds me of like an old, um, one of the old-fashioned Atari games, kind of like Frogger or something that my brother and I used to play. So anyways, that comes in at, in at number six. And I think, do we have, is that, was it just the top six? I guess so. Okay, well, just, so those, anyway, so what is your go-to game? I know we're running out of time. Mine is, and I'm going to pull it up. It is a game called, and this shows you, again, uh, my, uh, my level of expertise on games and which games I can and cannot play. I'm real big on the games where you can level up that are kind of strategic. I love word games. Um, love, love, love word games. Love puzzle games where you try to figure something out. Um, I like the puzzle games, literally, like jigsaw puzzles. But I tell you what, the game I have played the most during the pandemic is a game called Nibblers. Fruit Nibblers, I think. It's like these fish and a little octopus, and these little lizards, and then fruit, and all of this stuff on my, and this is crazy, I think I hit just the other day, now granted, I've been playing this game probably ever since I got my first iPad, I mean, I've played it a long time, but I realized the other day, I was like, I did play this a lot during the pandemic, 
Um, I'm like on level, oh, it's taking a while for my game to load. Um, I am on like level, let's see if I can find what level I'm on, like 1,000. Like I hit level 1,000. Uh, again, I've been playing this, oh gosh, I mean probably 10 years or so. Um, anyways, really fun game mind-numbing it's one of those if I just needed chillax and I found and my husband will tell you this too um he'll agree with me on this um because and we don't have time to talk about today maybe we can talk about later this week um the um oh love you Michelle be safe have fun um hi Elizabeth we um when we're sitting there binge watching shows, because that became a real new thing and something we definitely did during the pandemic and have still done, I'll I'll play the game while I'm sitting there watching a couple of episodes. So is anybody else into that? I don't know. Um, trying to see. I know. Um, oh, Ast- oh, Astro Sweep. Yes, this is true. Um, so anyways, um, Fun stuff. Uh, let me know what your game of choice, your go-to game has been during the pandemic. I know everybody has one just about. So anyways, um, uh, Senate Minute, uh, get an update because we're coming very close to the end of the legislative session. Signy dies just right around the corner. So Senator Paxton will be on with us Wednesday. Um, trying to think what else we've got going on. Just lots going on this week. So uh, tune back in. We appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Have a blessed week. And we will see you on Wednesday. Stay tuned. We've got uh, Heart and Soul of Texas Women coming up next at 10. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.